All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Leafs Morning Tea with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. It is time for the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Batano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosehill. How are you feeling on this Wednesday, Rosie? What's happening? Uh, not bad, man. Uh, sh- Christmas is happening. The elf on the shelf is out every morning. Kids are scouring for it. And uh, snow's supposed to be coming tonight. Man, are you tracking this whole Shohei Otani thing? Like, it's it's getting ridiculous. We're, we're tracking flights now. Uh, nobody knows the name of this guy's dog. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I saw it a little bit, man. I feel like, is he kind of in the top? Are the the Jays kind of in the top two running here to get this guy? I don't know, man. I'm always so cautious with that, specifically in Major League Baseball. It's happening right now with Juan Soto in, in, in real time. The Jays were linked as the front runner to acquire Juan Soto like two days ago. And now it appears he's going to the New York Yankees. And they did exactly, San Diego did exactly what we all thought they were going to do. They were going to use the Jays as leverage to bid up the price for the New York Yankees to include their top prospects. And it looks like it's happening. It's It's way too predictable. I think it's happened way too many times. Granted, the Jays have landed some big fish in recent memory. George Springer, Kevin Gosman. It's doable, but I think when you're dealing with the LA Dodgers, a team that will probably spend whatever they need to do, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about this whole thing. I think just the whole process reminds me a lot of when Kawhi Leonard uh, was, I guess, being courted by the Raptors to resign. They I remember were, that. They, they were tracking everything, right? And I, I, I just wonder if the player's mind is already uh, made up. He seems to be a wild card, though. Like, no one thought he was going to go to Anaheim. Um, Does he want to come here and be the face of the country as far as baseball is considered? If he does like that, um, you know, would probably be on his radar. And like you say, they're not using for leverage because he's a free agent, correct? Yeah. So it's not like they're using the Jays' interest as leverage against someone else. It looks more positive than what you're talking about. But what do I know? So this guy, Otani, like, has anyone ever been as good of a pitcher and as good of a hitter as he is dude they're calling him the modern day babe ruth he already is like i i think when healthy i think that's the biggest key here is he won't pitch for another year so any team who signs him won't get access to him pitching wise for another year but as right. is like hitting wise he's one of the best hitters in the game like he truly is babe ruth of our generation where it's like he is elite pitching and he's elite hitting and I think you combo those together. That's why there's talk of this guy getting almost 600 million bucks on his contract. It's insane to even think about. 
And if he's as good of a hitter as you say, and is he is he like Cy Young style pitching? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. like he's if you're giving a a big hitter four hundred, five hundred million dollars, and this guy can pitch for you too, he's worth that. It's pretty much like getting the Connor McDavid of pitching and the Connor McDavid of hitting, and you combo that together into the same player. He's the one player. That's insanity, man. Yeah. I uh, I'm not a big baseball guy, but if we got him, I would be watching. I'd be tracking. It would make my interest level in in the Toronto Blue Jays and the MLB go way up this summer. Um, it's kind of sad to hear he's not going to pitch like this entire upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. I believe he had Tommy John. Uh, so it takes about a year of recovery from that front. But still, when he does come back, I mean, the expectation is that he's going to be the same guy. I think uh, in this era specifically, it was more of a story like 15 years ago when guys get TJ, they actually come back even better. And that's why uh, some young college players are actually, um, you know, on purpose getting Tommy John early on to strengthen their chances later on in their career, if you can believe it. But <laughs> I, this, this, like, I mean, talents like Shohei Otani don't become available in free agency like once in a, in a blue, blue moon. And, and to think that the Jays are even involved, I think is, is amazing. It's crazy. I mean, it's hard not to get excited, but this whole process has just been so ridiculous where it even got to a point the other day where an insider said like, Otani will be pissed off if anybody leaks everything uh, or anything. And the Dodgers manager came out yesterday and leaked that they had talked to this guy and people right away are pointing the finger. That's why I love social media. Yes, good. Get Otani mad at the Dodgers. I don't know. Does he want to go to LA and uh, blend into everything that is LA? I mean, sure, he'll be a star, but I mean, can you imagine him in Toronto, man? It would be oh. maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe he does want that. I don't know, but uh, be kind of a letdown at this point, even with my level of involvement. If uh, if he doesn't end up signing with us, the the one thing I did learn about this whole process is that Americans have no clue about anything Canadian. Like they have no clue that Toronto is a big market. They have no clue of the diversity involved in Toronto, the multiculturalism, um, how big the culture is in this country, this market. Like it, it really is surreal. And I think for the Blue Jays to be in the same breath, and I like the point you brought up at the top because I totally agree. It doesn't sound like Shohei Otani is your prototypical free agent. And I think it actually works in the benefit that he's not American. Like if this is an American player, there's no chance in hell he's likely signing with the Jays unless they blow him away with an offer he can't refuse. Whereas Otani, I mean, is, is, you know, is, is from Japan. And like, I mean, he doesn't need to hang on to the culture of America and stuff like that. Like, I think there's a lot of weighing factors that go into this guy's mind, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be as strongly bonded to the States, obvious, obviously as if he was American, but yeah. um, like, what's his level, what's his level of English and stuff like that? Is there a, is there a language barrier or no? Yeah. Yeah. He's got an interpreter and all that, but uh, you know, from, from the sounds of it, this guy values like a training facility. Obviously he's got to train for the next year and supposedly the Jays brought him to, to Dunedin where they uh, do their spring training and they have a world-class facility. So that helps. Um, he, he, he thinks outside the box. Like he's said to be a baseball nerd. That's why people are starting to wonder, does it really matter if the Jays are up against the Los Angeles Dodgers? This guy's a supreme wild card, you know? Wild, man. I just think it's interesting that no one's ever been like, not not just like a, a sick shortstop and a, like, yeah. but like a pitcher, man. Like, is he a starting pitcher and, and that sick of a hitter? And he's from, I hope he gets some Rosetta Stone going so we can like, see this guy's personality and like talk to him and not have the interpreter. It'd be very cool if he could actually get, uh, get speaking English to, to do like the interviews and to, you know, interact a little bit with the, the media and the, you know, what's going on in Toronto. If he comes here and his teammates, that'd be pretty cool. But um, nonetheless, what a, it's not even a generational talent. It's like a, a once in humanity talent. Yeah. So far. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like, I think we have to pump the Blue Jays talk because there's people in the chat bitching and complaining. Our apologies, but I was trying to spin it to the summer of 2026 when Connor McDavid could become a free agent. Can you imagine what those sweepstakes would look like in this country, at least? No, be big. It would be bedlam, dude. Crazy. Um, People in the chat are mad. We're not talking with Louise. There you go. How's that make you guys feel in the chat? Turn your frowns upside down. <laughs> I love it, man. Be amazing. Be amazing. What do you think the chances are? Otani coming to Toronto or McDavid ended up in Toronto? I think there's a better chance McDavid comes to Toronto because he's a local product. 
Um, I just wow. can't look past the LA Dodgers being in this thing. They they can literally give this guy and, and Rogers can too. I just don't know if they'll go to the level. And on top of that, the Dodgers have recently won. On top of that, they have Mookie Betts. They have the resources. Uh, hey, baseball, geographically, boy. it's closer to Japan and overseas. Like, There's a baseball, lot of things boy. that go back and forth. But I, I think there's a better chance that Connor McDavid plays in Toronto than Shohei Otani, unfortunately. I don't. I think Otani is a better chance. But we got to rain. We got to rain your great baseball brain in here. Leafs morning take. We got to get back on the Leafs here because I have a feeling you could talk for half an hour about Otani and the Blue Jays. Well, I changed the conversation to Connor McDavid, but you didn't want to even have that conversation. So. Why don't I get your your thoughts on uh, Canucks Army has re- really been shitting on Leafs Nation the last little while. Sam Lafferty, oh, man, uh, 26 games, seven goals, 13 points. He's playing in the top six. He's making $1.15 million this year. Did the Leafs make a colossal mistake, Rosie? No, because if he was here, he wouldn't be doing any of that. Just like every time a guy comes here and they're surprised that he's not living up to his standard that he played in San Jose, it's like... Sorry to tell you, it's uh, mentally, it's very different playing in Toronto. Like, have have we not learned that from having prospects or trades go elsewhere and flourish? And have we not learned that from having guys that are flourishing elsewhere come into Toronto and not live up to expectations? Is it just a crazy coincidence? It's, It's very difficult mentally to play in Toronto. There's a spotlight. You're getting accosted all the time by questions and and naysayers and people on the street and you can't really go downtown and xyz and everywhere you look it's what they start with on sports center it's what they spend all the time with it's what the insiders come and spend extra time on it's talking about the leafs and who's doing this and every time you get the puck you just feel like this big old spotlight on you and weight on your shoulders and then it's difficult to perform as high as you want to and then you go even to vancouver it's much different you just kind of blend in, do your thing. And all of a sudden you're quietly putting up the numbers you just talked about. It's easier. And then people in trying to go, Oh man, we shouldn't have let him go. It's like, Jesus, he was here. You dummy. It's not like we should have got him and didn't, he was already here and he's not doing those kinds of things. It's, I mean, it's more difficult to play in Toronto than it is anywhere else. I'm sorry to tell you, but that is real. That's not just some made up thing. 20 games in, we're seeing articles left and right how the Leafs made a giant mistake. But last time I checked, I was watching training camp and they tried Sam Lafferty with Matthew Nyes and John Tavares and he was dog shit and it just wasn't a good fit. And it happens a lot in the NHL world, the sports landscape in general, where a player doesn't work out one place, he goes somewhere else and figures it out. It's a contract year, but I'm not going to lose sleep on Sam Lafferty being a Vancouver Canuck and not a Toronto Maple Leaf. And I guess people are drawing the comparables and saying, well, it was at the expense of keeping Ryan Reeves in the roster. He was always going to be on the roster. And I just don't think you can make an analysis this quickly, considering the Leafs are trying to be built to be a contender in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can throw 82 out the window. You always laugh when I say that. This team's going to make the playoffs, but are they going to be different to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs? The analytics community, unsurprisingly, are the ones who are, who are leading the pitchfork hunt here on Sam Lafferty. Because analytics say this guy's really good at hockey. Do they say he can go through the wars of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Undecided. I thought he was okay last year. Not really noticeable. I just think it's way too early to make a proclamation one way or another, Rosie. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're not going to sit here and burn the place down because a guy that used to be on the team gets hot somewhere else. I mean, Sam Lafferty, man. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, remember back when, you know, training camp, we had. Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi as these new guys coming in to play that depth role and to play that, uh, that style of hockey. And you can talk about them and being a little bit disappointing. I think Bertuzzi, I expect a little bit more out of him. I thought that he would be more noticeable. I thought that you would see him. I thought he would be a bigger, um, have a bigger effect in the games that we're playing than I do. I don't notice him out there. Sometimes I just kind of see his Jersey, but he's not doing a whole lot. Max Domi just scored his first goal. um, Got his eye pumped shut the week before. I thought that he'd play with bigger edge. I thought he'd play a little tougher. I thought he'd be, you know, more of a force to be reckoned with playmaker. And it hasn't gone that way so far, but we're 20 games in. And I think these guys need a little bit of time. And like you say, there's going to be a time where those guys get hot. 
their numbers look good. And guess who's not going to be spoken of anymore? Sam Lafferty. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. it's just the flavor of the week right now. He's doing in Vancouver. Like you say, he's a good hockey player. It's not like when we let him go, he was going to go into the abyss and never be heard of again. I mean, why would you expect that? So it is what it is. Um, you know, it's just typical Leafs to to see a guy leave and, and have success elsewhere. Congratulations, Vancouver. You got a good one in Sam Lafferty. We'll see how he fares in the cup playoffs if you actually get there. Uh, looking for a gift Ooh. idea this holiday season? Well, you're in luck, Rosie. How about some nation gear? Order by December 10th to receive your nation gear before the holidays. Visit nationgear.ca to check out our latest collections. Again, that's visit nationgear.ca. If you're in the chat right now, hit us up, nationgear.ca. If you want to wear some of the things me and Rosie are wearing, like that Nation Network hoodie right now, right? Yes, sir. It's good stuff, man. I've got a uh, couple things in the closet and... What better deal to give somebody for Christmas than some nation gear? So, yeah, go check that stuff out. Pull the trigger. And uh, Santa Claus has access to nationgear.ca, so don't be afraid about that either. At the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube, if you're watching right now or not subscribed, please help us out. Hit that like button. Hit that comment button. I was actually up late last night checking out the podcast forums and all that. If you guys could so please go in and uh, download us on the podcast, uh, subscribe to us, leave us a review, leave us a comment. That would really, really help the ratings of this show as we move forward. Uh, so appreciate all of you on that front. We're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take at the Leafs Nation 401 again here on YouTube. As we roll into the appetizer brought to you by DoorDash for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Excuse me, and enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So, again, it's a weird scheduling quirk. We're like four-day break here for this team. I think they've had like 30 of them already, which means the schedule is going to flip the other way. But some lineup news from practice uh, on Tuesday. Ilya Samsonov left practice early. He's still recovering from illness, which leads me to believe that it's going to be Joseph Wool. Again, tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators, he's made four straight starts and five of six. Your thoughts? Yeah, it must be like, how early did he leave practice? Like in the middle of Midway practice? Through. Or was he the first guy? He was halfway through. Yeah, not good. Yeah. So doesn't sound like he'll be uh, playing the next game. But, uh, you know, Wolsey has emerged as the starting goaltender right now. And he's looked pretty sharp for the most part. Um, held us in there, got us some wins. So not a big panic. I think you'd take your time with a guy like Samsonov. Again, I really feel like the only way for him to become what he wants to be is to play games. But uh, like you said, the schedule is not exactly helping anything. Um, And, you know, while we have this lull in the schedule, why not ride the hot hand? Give Sammy whatever. If he's banged up, if he's sick, give him time to recover, work on his game with the goaltender coaches, whatever they do behind the scenes. They've got little bouncy balls against the wall and they're using contraptions all the time and they're doing different things for their reaction and their speed and their hand-eye coordination and get all that crap going behind the scenes. Watch your video, see what you need to do. And, you know, when this uh, schedule picks up, like you just mentioned, it will. And it seems like, man, it seems like every other week they're going through like, oh, they don't play this week. It's like, what are you talking about, man? Like, we're so used to the COVID schedule and, yeah, catching up for the COVID lull and having them play early and longer. And now all of a sudden these Leafs are just, I, again, I haven't looked forward to see when this is going to happen, but I have a feeling this schedule is going to get hectic in a hurry and you're going to need everybody healthy. And Sammy is going to be in between the pipes at some point in time soon. So we just need to make sure he's ready at this point. It could be worse. It could be the Ottawa Senators. You know, Ottawa's played 20 games. Like it's December 12th. Wow. And, when and that's who the Leafs have smoke. tomorrow, the Battle of Ontario 2.0. And watching the game last night, the Ottawa Senators taking care of business against the New York Rangers. Again, I just hope this Leafs team does not have amnesia. Earlier this season, a 6-3 win for the Ottawa Senators. They were dummied by their rivals. Is that four and six right there? Woo-hoo! Yeah, Those showboys ain't... They're not used to that. That looks like American League schedule right there where you're, <laughs> uh, you're just cranking them off. I don't know if that's... The good thing about that is if if you can get hot and get some guys on those heat streaks and uh, and ride a hot goaltender and stuff, you can like you can rattle off ten points in a hurry. 
yeah. and uh, and really do some catching up and get some. Uh, I don't know if you'll have games in hand or catch up for the games that you're lacking, but all of a sudden, you know, the other teams that have got the schedule that we have right now look down and go, "What the hell just happened to the Leafs?" and and they're nipping at our heels, or they've passed us, or caught us, or whatever the situation is. So, hopefully, during those times, it's not uh, it's not an ugly time, and it is a prosperous time where we can really rattle off some uh, some W's and and catch some points going in the standings because I'd like to see us in a little better position in the standings. Believe it or not, I do care a little bit about that. Yeah, we got. We're going to look at the division a bit later on here on the podcast. But uh, teams are playing really, really well around the Maple Leafs, and I, I, I guess that's the misfortune of playing in this division. But sometimes you got to take care of business. And again, we are looking forward to that game on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators. I think I believe you said earlier this season, um, it, it's not any different. The Battle of Ontario, right? It was not. It wasn't any different to you, right? I didn't think so. The media tried to hype it up, but I mean, yeah. I think that playing Boston and I think playing Montreal is is a different story and they just wanted it to be a rivalry because of the proximity geographically, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I don't, there's no bad blood or wild playoff series or this, that, or anything that I was a part of that made me think that, uh, Oh, this is a massive game here. Cause it's Ottawa. Um, you wanted to beat them just like you did anyone else in the division, but, uh, yeah, the media really tried to make it seem like the big rivals down the road. It's, I didn't feel that. Yeah. Maybe it's just one of those things where it's like, you remember the early two thousands, like that was the it rivalry in the Atlantic division, or at least in the Eastern conference, it was Ottawa. It was Toronto. Um, and I think people are, are trying to build that up again, but I, I just don't know if it hits the same as it did, you know, 25 years ago, almost like the early two thousands, like that was the rivalry, man. I was just jacked to watch those games. Well, it goes through lulls and it goes through ups sure. and downs. You, you got to have teams in the same position. You got to have them battling through the standings. You got to have them big emotional games against each other throughout the season. You got to have playoff series against each other. I mean, that's what makes that stuff. And that's what was going on. The team's got to be in the same point. You can't have one doing a complete rebuild and one being, you know, a top five in the NHL. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, are they fired up for this one? Like, you're just not going to manufacture that. It has to happen organically. And when it does, there's no doubt about it. Like you say, when it was good, it's good. And that will happen again at some point in time. But I just don't believe it's it's right now with the way the teams are structured. And it didn't seem to be really that way when I was um, playing them, it was more the Montreal, you know, Boston, just if it just seemed different against other teams. And it seemed like the media was trying to force it. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're really extra up for this one. But uh, like I said, it goes in lulls. It depends on uh, the timing of everything. I find there's such a hunger to create rivalries these days where it's like it's not doable. Yeah. Like there's no it's a different game. There's barely any fights. There's, you know, barely any pugnacity. These guys are all playing tummy sticks in their Instagram DMs. Like it's a different era. And I feel like every year, you know, us, the media, I guess will generalize it, are, are trying to make up a rivalry that's just not there. Like I was told for years, Tampa's a rival. You know, for me, the biggest rival is still the Boston Bruins over something that happened a decade ago, right? And the collapse, like that just shows you how manufactured these rivalries quote unquote are, are truly because like they could, they should have a rivalry against Tampa. Do you feel that way when they play Tampa, the Panthers to an extent, the Bruins, the Montreal Canadians are hit or miss. Like if you can't make a rivalry with Montreal or Ottawa, I just, I don't know if it's doable anymore. Yeah. And like you say, you can't manufacture that. It has to happen organically. Like right now, if you look at uh, the senators and the Panthers. I mean, they have had gong show games. They have had half the bench kicked out of the game. They have had jawing and chirping back and forth on the bench like crazy. Two brothers are telling each other who they're going to kill on the roster. And it's like, oh, baby, I can't wait to see these guys play their next game. Or can you imagine these guys get into a playoff series? That type of thing. Or I think right now, Philly and uh, and Jersey have got a thing going on where, you know, dirty cheap shots and FU matches at the bench. There's no tummy sticks going on there. That's a rivalry you could watch right there, but that's going to happen on the ice with the players, the media, some, some Dorcas from up top goes, nah, well, I noticed that uh, they're only 326 kilometers away from each other. So you must really be up for this one. You're like, what are you talking about, man? Like relax. 
Oh, it's just another game. Uh, I'm sure all these guys care about is Fortnite after the game and uh, every 15th of the month and 30th of the month that paycheck gets cashed. And that's 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 about it. At least uh, that's what I would be thinking. Uh, this is funny from Danny in the chat. He writes in, Rosie, it's awesome to have your, your point of view, having played quite a bit yourself out there. And then he adds, Nick, your opinions are fire too, LOL. Is that a is that a chirp or something? I wonder how many. Games I don't know. I think it's played. funny. <laughs> I'm always like the guy. It's like Jay Rosell and you know, I'm the guy. I'm the other hey, guy with Jay. You're the one seat, baby. Don't don't forget it. You're the one seat. I'm like I'm like David Ayers, and I I know people in the chat hate when I bring up that game, but again, it's PTSD in my mind. It is absolutely in my mind that game, and I saw Beer League Netminder come in and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to tell my grandkids' grandkids about that. If I'm alive to talk about that in 200 years, that's the first story I'm going to tell, but my grandkids will hear it. I'll tell you that. Did he let the first shot in, too, or the first oh, two shots? I don't even want to talk about it, man. I, <laughs> it was so infuriating watching it in real time. And again, I had to be so careful what I said, because at the time I was working for Rogers doing the show on Sportsnet Radio. You don't want to completely blast the team, but I did anyways. I'm like, oh, fuck it. They they lost to a, a guy who works for their organization. But nevertheless, um, some news here via Twitter. The Leafs announcing that Martin Jones has been called up on an emergency basis. So assuming he'll back up tomorrow night, it's also assuming that Ilya Samsonov is still not 100% from his illness here. Or do you tweak something in practice and no, leave he's right sick. away? He's battling the flu or something, man. Why did he go out there during practice then just to leave it after 25 minutes? I don't know. Go ask him. Well, it sounds like it's more than the flu, but what do I know? We'll see what happens. But, uh, I don't imagine if we'll get to see any of Jones. He's been kind of lurking in the weeds quietly. Hey, Rosie, I, I was going to mention, remember how horny people were for Martin Jones in training camp? Do you want to know his numbers in the AHL so far? They're great. They're great. Are they? Five games. He's 2-1-1, one, and one, a 3.37, and an 8.70 save percentage. Martin fucking Jones. Ick. Ick. Not Pretty great. good, eh? Yeah. Not really, man. Um, yeah, there you go. And take it with a grain of salt. It's five games. And I doubt he'll get in unless there's some more issues. But yeah, he's uh, he's the guy that we thought would be, you know, our glue guy behind the two tendies who could like bail us out of a jam the way Shalgren did last year when we needed him. But uh, again, you chuck him in and it could be a different story. Goaltenders tend to get hot. Goaltenders tend to have confidence out of weird ways. So we will see. He's going to be on the bench, at least it sounds like. And uh, Lord knows what will happen if he gets tossed in there. So we'll see. But yeah, like you say, his numbers aren't exactly shooting the lights out. Yeah, he backed up uh, the other night as well, as people are reminding us in the chat. But I don't know. It's been that type of year for Ilya Samsonov. It's If it hasn't been his play, it's been something else, man. It happens. I mean, you played in the league there's just those years where you just can't get everything aligned, right? I didn't play enough to have an opinion, and according to Dickhead in the chat, so I'm just no, no. He was he was chirping me. He said you you have a point of view because you played. He was chirping me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh! 
Let me read that again. Rosie, it's awesome to have your point of view, having played quite a bit yourself out there. And then he said, Nick, your opinions are fire too, LOL. He was chirping me. I thought the quite a bit was like a jab as if you barely played buddy. Zip it. No, Yeah, I I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care what your background is. If you have an opinion, I'll listen to it. If it's out to lunch, I might listen to it a little bit less. But uh, yeah, what was your question again? There wasn't a question. Um, a very nostalgic day as well in Ottawa. Jacques Martin was appointed as senior advisor to the coaching staff. We just talked about manufacturing rivalries. Well, Ottawa and Toronto back in the day was Pat Quinn against Jacques Martin. So may, maybe a bit of a throwback. Maybe the rivalry comes back starting tomorrow. Starting I Thursday. Saw- like talk about a throwback. Like he just seems to have been around forever and ever. He's been in the he's been in the game forever, literally. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lifers, right? There's a lot of lifers. And again, it's it's partially because you have nowhere to go after your playing days, but it's another thing where you just you're a hockey guy through and through, right? And speaking of that, do you know what I just found out this morning that I can't believe I didn't put together? You know the Hughes brothers, three of them, New Jersey and Vancouver. They're like absolute stars in the league already there's three of them which is like the stall brothers but all at once pretty amazing their dad is jimmy hughes who was in the toronto maple leafs organization in different serious? roles he was the assistant coach on the marlies when i was there and after i saw that this morning i thought to myself i do remember somebody saying and this is going back to when i was in the organization that jimmy's kid is an up and comer minor hockey minor hockey level player who's like really making some noise and a member going oh yeah like whatever like I, there are a dime a dozen minor hockey players that are making some noise but i don't know which one that was maybe the oldest but holy smokes did they ever develop well because they showed jimmy up in the crowd and i'm like shit i'd put two and two together that's pretty cool because uh, a little bit of a little bit of a link to the toronto organization i guess if that means anything to anyone tell you what why don't i get jim on the show next week yeah is that your boy is that your boy jim hughes yeah he was a good guy man i want to ask about his kids and like what that's like and if they've paid off his mortgage yet and all that kind of stuff i'll see what i can do i i'll see what i can do uh for many of you listening i do have a link to the hughes family i know their trainer for btnl in oakville uh who told me about these hughes kids when they were like 13 years old and he's like specifically watch out for jack but he's like all three are absolute studs are going to be in the nhl and like 10 years later they're all absolute studs and if you took that point prop I was talking about yesterday, where it was like each used to register at least a point, you're feeling pretty damn good about that parlay right now. Like that was a hell of a game, not a lick of defense, but a fun game nonetheless. Yeah, they were going bing, bang, bong those three every yeah. time uh, one went in and they were going in early and often. They were on the point, they were on the uh, score sheet. So cool to watch for them. I'm sure a lot cooler for Jimmy Hughes up in the stands watching his boys. We'll try to get Jim Hughes on the show. And uh, yeah, I, I knew that connection. Of course, that was the same uh, Jim Hughes when you were in the organization was was working for the Leafs as well. So we'll try to track him down. Uh, Timothy Lilligren progressing well from his ankle injury. No timeline for his return. but. I think the patchwork job has been pretty decent thus far, but I think you have to credit the Leafs the last couple of years. It seems like when guys go down on the back end, uh, they they figure it out as they go. I think William Laguson's been a nice surprise. I know he's been ill the last couple of days. Benoit's been a nice surprise. Like they're they're making it work right now. Long term, is it gonna is it gonna work? Probably not. But I think you can you can salvage some time here uh, before these guys come back. Yeah, you got to patch it up like they did yeah. yes or uh, last year. They've gone through this before. It seems to happen to the positions where they're a little bit weaker in too, and yeah, you know, on the back end and goaltenders last year. But uh, like you say, you get guys to step up, you give them their chance, and it's nice to see when when guys take opportunity of of a chance and and they make something of it because it shows that you got depth coming down the line. It shows that you, you're deeper than you may have thought. And it also shows, you know, how powerful the team is up front when they're on and when they're showing up and when they're doing their thing, they can cover a lot of holes. No doubt. I would love to see this team without the holes, without the injuries, without the guys out. I'd like to see some back end bolstered a little bit, like to see a more well-rounded team with a little bit of snot and then put them out there for 20 games and see what they can do. I think it would be deadly, but, uh, you know, we are still waiting for that to happen again. I just picture the playoffs and how different it is. And I want a team that is more built for that style of hockey. And I've yet to see it this season, but again, it is early, man. Where's that piss and vinegar that they were just like 
screeching in training camp. Where is that? Piss and vinegar. Piss and vinegar. Remember that? It was like, oh, know, the Leafs man. are a changed team. They're a different team. They're finishing their checks. They're playing hot. They're playing heavy. And the more and more I watch this team, it's the same bloody team. Yeah, I know it is. It's, um, it, it comes down to, I've never been a big fire Keith guy. Um, but when I look at some of the teams and how they play, look at Boston, you look at Florida, you look at how they're playing that style, no matter who they have on the roster, they can change, they can deplete, they can lose guys. And they still just play this dominant hockey style. And it's, it's a style that's more of a playoff style. Those guys do well in the playoffs. I'll let, I'll be it. I understand what happened to Boston last year, but mm-hmm. It seems to be a culture and a way of playing and a way of thinking and what's being preached to them and what are the expectations and what's not acceptable. And it kind of all funnels down to the coach to me. And I'm starting to wonder, like, does he, does he, is he on board with that Sheldon Keefe? Does he value that style of play, that piss and vinegar? Is that not really down his alley? I know that when he played, he had to play on edge to stay in the league. And I just wonder if, uh, if he's not really the guy to get that style of play out of, out of this, uh, out of this group. Fair enough. Uh, Mark writes in Rosie. I've got a question. I really like camp last year. Not so much this year. Has his game changed for, uh, or did his contract change my perception of how he's playing? How do you view that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe the contract's got a little something to do with it. Last year, I just didn't notice him much. He wasn't giving the puck up. He wasn't taking minuses. He wasn't looking silly anywhere. He wasn't chasing. He was just reliable. He played his minutes. He kept things to the outside. He could win the draw when he needed to. He could get the puck out of his zone when he needed to. Would he score the huge overtime winner? Not really, no. But we were just like, man, that guy's nice to have because he does X, Y really well. We can rely on him. And sometimes you look back at the game and say, man, camp was actually a big factor in keeping us in that one. And now that you give him a little bit more money and his contract changes, you're starting to say like, what the hell? Why isn't he stepping up and scoring that overtime goal or whatever your expectations are of him? I think it's a little bit of both, but, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that ebbs and flows, right? Depends when you're asking. There's going to be times where he's playing his shutdown. He's Mr. Reliable. He's got that fourth line, third line, whatever buzzing. And you're, you're singing his praises. So yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. I think people are losing sight of the full picture. If if you're concerned about David Kampf, you know what I'm concerned about? The core four fucking scoring when it matters. I always say the regular season does not matter. Get me to the playoffs. If David Camp is the issue, you got bigger fish to fry. Because what's the last team memory every postseason? They can't score goals. I think the last four or five games last year against Florida, they scored two or less. So for all this conversation about David Camp, it is a regular season conversation. Because at the end of the day, we know who's going to drive this boat. We know who's going to lead this team. If they don't, season's over. It's that simple. Yeah, true. And they've shown, I mean, the last few games, they're down by one and they're scrambling and they need a goal and Great. they get one. You Great. know, Austin Bravo. Matthews steps up, does his thing. Bravo. Okay, well, let's just shut the show down and we'll pick it up in the playoffs. We won't talk about anything else and we'll just see if they score in the playoffs then. <laughs> Imagine night, the anticipation. Everyone. Imagine the anticipation if Lee Morning Tag just went off the air for like five months and returned randomly, <laughs> gave one of the playoffs against Tampa. Donnie does dishes would just be sitting there going twerking out, tweaking out. <laughs> hey, would still be more to the it. <laughs> I don't know. I know like, I know you can get 115 points and still not win the Stanley cup. Like I get yeah. that, but this whole season is like, like think about what's going on and who's hot and who's not and who's added and who's deleted and, and what the roles are. And it's a and process the thing. It's a, certainly a process. And to get, I, I just worry that they're not using the process to their advantage. They're not mm-hmm. like, I just wonder what the the meetings are, what the pump up speeches are like. Is it just like, let's go out there and let's let's yeah. open up those Woo-hoo. lanes and let's try to you know let's get that chance. You go bar down and make sure the celly is really good. Like maybe try a bow and arrow at the moon because that'll really jazz the boys up. Is that the speech? Is that what everyone's Dude, I'm trying to do? I'm convinced they have the Ted Lasso believe sign in their room and they're tapping it when they're going out there. That's, that's what's going on. I don't know what it is, but like you said, I want them to play with a little more jam, a little more piss and vinegar. I want them to get pissed off. I want to see their facial expression and I want to see their body language be a little different than it is. I just don't want to see like, 
doughhead Mitch Marner wondering where he left his Coachella hat in the locker room. Like, I want him to get pissed off once in a while. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. Well, like all I'll say off. is uh, good luck with the whole piss and vinegar thing because by now, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's changing. Anyways, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Sign up to play the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks. From Wendy's and the Wendy's app, head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. That's dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to play today. Um, good news from Junior yesterday. Fraser Minton, who we had on the show a couple weeks back, and uh, Easton Cowan of the London Knights were two of 30 players named the Team Canada Selection Canada. Did you ever play for Team Canada, by the way? At no, any level? Dude. At any level? Two. What's that? At any level? Uh, no, I went to the Air Canada Cup, which is midget AAA um, national. So I was playing for Western Canada. I guess we won all of the Westerns and then uh, went to that tournament. But no, I didn't play for Team Canada. There was always, always head and shoulders better players than me out there to go in there. And, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> I didn't play in the dub. I played tier two was playing college for a year. So yeah, I was never on the radar for that. I remember I had a buddy uh, in high school who I'm still friends with uh, now was at world junior camp. He was a goalie, but unfortunately Braden Holpe was there and uh, you know how that went. Uh, they, they, they select three goaltenders. Braden Holpe was in the mix too. My buddy didn't make the team, but still to say that you're a world junior camp and I know you've obviously been a hockey guy your entire life. Like that was the one thing I still watch religiously. Uh, it's getting to that time of year, the world junior uh, it, it's just, it, it's something special, man. I, I'll watch it every year for the rest of my life. The dub Jays. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, it's a neat thing. I like when they, what time of year they do it at makes it kind yeah. of a, a tradition to do. And you can watch it with family members while, you know, you're hanging out for the whole Christmas season. And it's, uh, it's very neat and it's special for those guys. And you can go back and say, remember this world junior team, remember this, world junior team and who won this and who was on that and how stacked was this team and remember this like justin pogey was the guy and then yeah. and, uh, you can go all over the place with it and it's uh it is neat it is special you can keep me in the loop this year because i get i get distracted around that time of year and don't watch it as much as i should but i think i want to try to pay attention this year and uh and and just especially if we have some leaf prospects playing in it it'd be pretty cool if you know minton and cowan could actually make that team and uh you know i i think about minton and the way he was buzzing around in the NHL early this season, it's like, geez, guy, go do that with those junior players, and uh, you could have yourself a spot. I could tell you, selection camp will take place December tenth to thirteenth in my uh, backyard, at least where I grew up in uh, in Oakville, Ontario. And again, thirty players going to selection camp. We'll find out uh, if Minton and Cowan will be on the team. By the way, uh, I did summon uh, Stephen Ellis, prospect analyst for Daily Faceoff, for a bit of a breakdown on these guys. You want to hear it and see it? Yeah, hit me. All right, let's play it. So Fraser Binton and Easton Cowan were named to Team Canada's World Junior Selection Camp, taking place in Nick's hometown of Oakville, Ontario next week. And, and you know, it didn't come as a surprise. These are likely the only two Toronto Maple Leafs prospects that will participate in the World Junior Tournament. Fraser Minton is a lock. His NHL experience helps. Just, you know, everything he's done kind of since that Memorial Cup last year has been very impressive. He's having a great year. I think he could play a really good bottom six role, whether it be at center or whether it be at wing. I'm not sure yet. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's paired with Easton Cowan in a third or a fourth line role. When you look at Cowan, just the way he kind of challenges the pucks, he's always moving. He's always forcing turnovers. That's a good energy guy that could fit deep in the lineup. I don't expect him to produce a lot. Obviously, we know that he can score. He's playing really well with the London Knights. But if you pair those guys up with someone with, like, I don't know, Owen Beck, Montreal Canadiens prospect out of the Peterborough Peets, You've got one of the hardest working lines who could play a shutdown role and that could be very versatile. So I don't think I expected Easton Cowan to get this far. And I think if you threw all those NHL players on the team, whether it be Zach Benson, Matthew Poitras, Shane Wright, guys like that, I think he gets pushed off the roster. But this is an opportunity for him to really seize the opportunity. You look at how good he's played with London. You know, wasn't on Hockey Canada's radar before. I think everyone was surprised he was a first round pick. I'm still surprised they went with Easton Cowan, but everything he's done since then, whether it be the training camp, whether it be, obviously, again, how he's playing the OHL, I think he's proven he deserves an opportunity here. So, Razor Minton's a lock. Easton Cowan, not as much, but I do expect that he will have a very good chance of making this team. So, 
Uh, if you're a fan of prospects, you're a fan of the World Juniors, fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you'll have at least one guy you can definitely count on, and maybe even two. Many thanks once again to uh, Stephen Ellis uh, in short order putting that together for me last night. Um, so that's the breakdown. Fraser Minton, Ellis says, is a lock for the team. Easton Cowan has the potential to make the team. How cool would that be if two least prospects played in the same line for Team Canada at the World Juniors, eh? It'd be wicked. I hope yeah. it happens. Like he says, yeah. Minton, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's confirmed my suspicions. I mean, the way guy, the guy can uh, show how smart he is, his energy level, he can buzz around there in the NHL this year, made that damn team out of training camp without any expectations to do so, forced their hand. I imagine uh, that's kind of a lock for him on World Juniors. And what Easton Cowan has to go and do is the exact same thing. He's got to go out there at those camps, absolutely buzz, do it in his own regular season with his own team, and then uh, force their hand as well. Say, we can't get rid of this guy. He has to be on the team. And that'd be pretty special for uh, Leafs Nation to have a couple prospects in there that they could watch all through the Christmas holidays. Okay, as we do most uh, Wednesdays, let's look now at the uh, Atlantic Division standings. As referenced uh, on uh, Tuesday's show, the Boston Bruins are sitting comfortably nine points ahead of the Maple Leafs. Florida in second at 30 points. Or excuse me, yeah, they're in third, excuse me, at 30 points. The Detroit Red Wings, man, have been on fire. They're 14-7-3. They picked up Patrick Kane. Does that team concern you? I know goaltending's still a wonder. I know they... They narrowly held on on Tuesday against the Buffalo Sabres. Alex Lyon's been a great story for them. Obviously, a thorn in the side of the Maple Leafs last spring. But of these teams mentioned, I mean, I haven't even talked about Tampa yet. Like, it, it really is a busy division right now. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, everyone thought Ottawa was going to take the big step and Buffalo was going to take this big step. But it seems like Detroit is uh, is up there rattling off some points, man. Like, like 750 win percentage there. It's it's pretty pretty solid. Florida's doing their thing. We've been inconsistent, but shown some flashes, and Boston's just Boston. So, yeah, and then Tampa's lurking around there at the bottom too, or just below us as well. So it's a dogfight. I think it will, you know, I hope it doesn't, I hope it settles down a little bit for the Leafs. I don't want it to be a complete dogfight at the end. Maybe just some jostling for position and for opponents, but uh Again, it's, uh, I mean, we sat there and said, we want Florida. And, and how did that turn out for you? You never know how it's going to go. We just, not really. So we got to prepare no. ourselves for anybody, uh, get into those playoffs and, uh, and play playoff hockey. I just hope the Leafs come out hungry on Thursday, man. They have a chance to extinguish themselves with the Ottawa Senators. If they win in regulation, which again has not happened very frequently, just five times in 22 games, they would be. 10 points up on the Ottawa Senators. Granted, they have two games in hand on them, but like that's a big one tomorrow. I know every game's important. I know it's cliche to talk about, but divisional games, I, I think there's a bit more on the line. And specifically when you look at a team like Ottawa coming off a, a big victory against the New York Rangers, they got a shutout over the weekend. They're gaining momentum. Jacques Martens in the organization. The Leafs have to find a way to weather that storm. But most importantly, they haven't played since Saturday. So I just wonder about the start to that hockey game. Well, it could go one of two ways. They could be fresh and they could come out chomping at the bit to rock and roll or they could come out lackadaisical because they're not used to it. I think the latter is completely unacceptable. You guys are professionals. <laughs> what do you... Oh, the light. Look at the bright lights. And Oh, geez, the puck dropped. I'm not used to this. I haven't played in so long. A fucking terrible excuse to start flat. Just absolutely embarrassing. These are grown men, professionals, millions of dollars to do what you do. You're telling me, well, I, I haven't played in a while. I'm not really ready for this fucking pathetic excuse to come out flat. But I don't really see... Uh, a trend with these guys on when they come out flat and when they come out hot. So I don't know what to expect, but I'll be watching and I hope it's, uh, I hope it's the right answer. I've come to the conclusion that we just have way too many days off between games that we're just trying to find stories. Now and we're trying to rip on this team, but I uh, know we're not. Um, I, I think there's reason to be pessimistic about this team and the fact that they've won five regulation games and 22 games among them and sort of the work ethic and other underlying issues. But again, the next game Thursday against the Ottawa senators, Brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in-play sports operator awards. The game starts now two for two to start the week. I was all over, who was it yesterday? Minnesota against Calgary. I was all over the wild. They won it uh, 4-0-0 now under John Hines. Pittsburgh at Tampa tonight is the game I'm looking at, Rosie. There's only a four-game slate in the NHL. I like Tampa to win that game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And 
primarily the only reason like Vasilevsky's coming off a shutout first and foremost uh, remains to be seen if he's going to play in that game. But number two, Pittsburgh waltzed into Tampa last week. They were down two nothing, scored four unanswered goals to win that one. So I think Tampa returns the favorite tonight. I like it. Yeah, you've been hot, like you say. Uh, maybe we'll see if you cool down and if uh, if I can take over a couple shots, sure. a couple things at this thing. So you keep uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and we'll pay attention, see what happens down the road. But I like your picks. Vasilevsky is confirmed for that game. So uh, Rosie, we'll leave it at that. We're not going to disclose. Although we did mention on the show the uh, on Monday, uh, one of the guys that we're going to talk to uh, later this week, but we're not going to disclose who's coming up in the next couple of days, but make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, right? we got some big time guests on the way. They're coming this week. At the Leaf Station 401 on YouTube. Many thanks to everybody in the chat. You guys are on fire. It, it's still incredible to me how crazy the chat goes sometimes where it's like off the rails and yeah we're getting blasted for talking about baseball like give me a fucking break you know <laughs> it's a lull in the schedule you guys it's part of the whole market of tirana yes very well said again that's jay rosal i'm nick alberga we'll talk on thursday take care sure thank you for watching leafs morning take hit that subscribe button and never miss a show And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.